from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back to another episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie and excited for today's guest because I feel like I'm going to learn a lot today. We have the head coach for Nebraska Rifle, Mindy Miles, in her second season as the head coach. Thanks for spending some time with us. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. So you guys just got the season underway recently, off to a good start. Tell us a little bit about this year's team and why you're excited about this year's team. Yeah, so this year, as far as class by class, we have one super senior, Elena, Elena Flake. This is be her fifth season. Um, we're hoping for some good scores out of her. You know, fifth year, you're, you, you've learned it. You know, you've been through the ringer, you've, you've done it. So you're kind of expecting, there's no surprises really when it comes to season. Um, so we're hoping for some good scores out of her. Um, junior class is Madeline Erickson and Cecilia Fossey. And Madeline came from California. She's from a very developed um, club so she knew a lot coming in which is really good and we've been able to just slowly refine that as the years go. Um, Cecilia was pretty young to the sport coming in. Um, I'm sure you all have heard of her. Yes. Uh, very very talented, very dedicated, uh, hardworking. My whole team's hardworking you know but I think they'll even say like Cecilia works really hard <laughs> you know. Um, and then my sophomore class is Peyton Fry and she's from Colorado. Um, she is working on it. We're, we're going through a lot of big milestones with her and over the summer she's really worked hard on herself to, um, as we discussed earlier, it's a, it's a mental game, you know, and you know, that really makes a difference for some people more than others and for her it's all mental, you know. So she's been shaping up on that and it has made a really great improvement for her. Um, Kenzie is, she's coming up. You know, good days and bad days, but that's okay. Uh, we're working some mental, some position. It just really varies day to day and match to match for her. Um, and then my freshman class, big class, three people. Um, the first one is, uh, sorry, Camilla. So she is from Norway. Um, she came from basically like, like almost a high school group. That's how you equate it. Um, so she knows quite a lot, and her sister also shoots for the Norway national team. So she's in it pretty deep. She has a good understanding. We're refining that as we go. You'll kind of notice over the season is the thing about freshmen is the consistency, getting them to a place where they you can rely on them. And freshman year is just like nerves and getting used to the NCAA and you know the team. And as much as they get along, it's like, how do we work together? You know. Um, and then Emma Road, um, she's from Pennsylvania. She's great addition, you know, uh, recruiting her. It was kind of, she wasn't the top recruit, wasn't the bottom, was solid. I knew I could depend on her coming in. And I mean, as soon as she got some practice under her belt, if you look at our team scores, I mean, she's one of the top ones. So very, very impressive her coming into the team. Um, you'll notice with some recruits, it's just they need practice. Uh -huh. And that's okay. It's, the high school kind of life is you're pulled a lot of different directions. So right. getting to college really focuses you see you and you've seen that with her. Um, and then our last one is Tori Watts she's from California um, with her again developed club. 
she knows a lot coming in, but it's one of those like, you've done this in high school, it's, you've made it to college, you're committed, but it's really deep diving and learning what you know, college looks like, what very serious shooters do. You know, athletes that are eating right, are fueling correctly, are drinking right. You know, what's a day in the life look like? What does, you know, sleep look like? You know, like the whole thing and not just like, I can show up and shoot really well, you know? So um, that's a team. I don't think I forgot anybody. Really great. The big improvement from last year is just they are so, like, they're getting along so, so well. And I'm so proud and happy of the work they've done to get there. So chemistry is important for mm -hmm. your sport, for your team. I think it is for everybody. I mean, you can look at um, any team, and if something's wrong behind the scenes, it shows. Mm -hmm. You know, it wears away at you. It takes, you know, as much as you as an individual can focus on the line and do as much as you can to make your performance right, if there's stuff happening behind you and your teammates aren't getting along, you're not getting along with somebody, it shows. It shows. What about you entering second season as the head coach here? How do you feel different this year as opposed to the first year head coach? <laughs> yeah, so I think any head coach can agree, like, first year head coach is really scary. Uh -huh. And to be very honest, I didn't think I'd be a coach. I even told, like, um, one of my friends in the, in the coaching community, I looked at them and I was like, didn't think I'd look at my college coach and be like, yeah, I'll be there, you know? Wow. So, um, just kind of fell on my lap, you know, I was ending my my career as an athlete and it's like, well, what do I do, you know? And it's one of those, like, I guess I'm not really ready for the real world, you know? So, and I'm still like, I feel like I can still give a lot to the community and the community gave a lot to me. And it's one of those, like, I really believe in Nebraska and all the resources we have here and how well we can develop athletes and help them in their journey. And with me, like, you know, whether the environment wasn't right, like certain things about my experience, I want to make right for them. And I think I can do it here. And that's why I stayed. So, that's and awesome. yeah, um, I really want to do right by them. And I think that's what every athlete deserves. And that's what I'm here for, you know, and that's like maturity on my part. I know I've even grown. Like I thought I was mature. We're growing, you know, <laughs> so I'm not saying I do everything right, but I'm open to what I need to do. And I think that's the biggest thing for the girls. That's amazing. So for those who might be unfamiliar, tell us how a competition works. Like, how do you go into it? What goes into, does everybody compete? And then a match and, and I know you have some home matches coming up. So how do you go about winning a, a match each and every weekend? Well, what really goes into winning is practice. Uh -huh. um, but the breakdown of a day, so it depends on the range where you're going. So, for example, this weekend we're going to Ohio State. So that means they have a 24-lane range. That means everybody can shoot on one relay, and that makes it really easy because a relay for us is four hours, right? So you're wow. dedicating eight to noon. You're going to be there. That's, that's your shooters on the line the whole time. Um, there's some like you can sub them out, you can tweak, but generally you're staying with the same people. Um, so what generally happens, you say like ciders and prep. So ciders and prep are 15 minutes where the athletes can do whatever they want to get ready to shoot, right? So um, if I say ciders and prep start, then it means you can shoot shots downrange, right? So the girls will have 15 minutes to shoot 15 minutes of, sorry, ciders and prep before they start their small bore match. And a small bore match is prone standing and kneeling. Sorry, 
kneeling prone standing is the exact order. Um, <laughs> and they shoot, you know, once we finish the cider and prep period, they're free to shoot their 20 shots. So in the past, it used to be like, okay, block time, you have two hours to shoot as many shots as you need to shoot your 60 record shots. But now we just control those 15 minutes. Um, and then they start, start their small bore match after the ciders and prep, and they have to shoot 20 shots kneeling, change over to ciders for prone. So that means their gun, their suit, their point, all changes to prone. They shoot ciders again. So every time when you put sights on a gun, you're kind of changing. So like I said, you change all of your equipment. So you're changing over everything about it. You're changing the sights, the sight risers, the um, hand stop, the butt plate, everything. And wow. they aren't only just like moved around, they're taken off. We have different sets. People put them in different locations. Um, day to day, position to position, you have to sight in. So that just means clicking your sight. So zeroing in your rifle. Um, so in the sighting time, they sight in their rifle for prone. That can take 10 minutes, I can take 20 minutes, just depends on the kid, you know? <laughs> Some it's a few shots and they're good to go. Like, it just depends. Um, and then 20 shots prone and they change over to standing and then 20 shots standing. So that's an hour and 45 minutes for a small bore match. Wow. And some finish at 40 minutes and some take it down to two seconds. <laughs> it just depends. And then you add up all the scores and the team with the highest score wins, right? Well, um, you count five, okay. right? So I say, I want these five, mm -hmm. but the top four count. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So after that, so that's your two hours and then you have a 30 minute changeover at a minimum of 30 minutes. That's, that's what we're tied to. You can have more, you can have less, just depends on the range, how spread out it is, how many people are there, you know, depends on the coach. We have some flexibility. Um, so that means they have to put their small board gun away and then bring out the air gun. Hopefully it's all set up so they don't have to do it then. <laughs> we're still working on that. <laughs> um, but they bring in their air rifle, set up their points, so put away their butt plates, sights, everything, because it's kind of a mess after you have ammo, you have all your equipment out. It's kind of a mess. <laughs> um, so you, as coaches, we're moving the line back and forth and doing all that because small bore is 50 feet an air rifle is 33 feet. So okay. uh, smaller caliber, shorter distance, smaller target. So um, then we go into ciders and prep for air rifle. So that's okay. 15 minutes, yep. whatever you wanna do in that time, you do that. And then when we say match start, you have six, 60 shots in an hour and 15 minutes. So all of that adds up to four hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. So. How did you even get into the sport? Uh, where did it yeah. start for you? So my dad shot pistol at A&M. You know, I'm from Texas. So. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and he kind of knew about shooting sports, kind of knew about it just from pistol. Um, he's kind of a guy that does everything. You know, we do have a, a history of hunting in the family. You know, I do enjoy that, but that I don't feel like has anything to do with one another. Which I think probably is a misconception. I, I did, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, some girls have gotten to it that way, but um, I feel like most of the time, like shooting animals and shooting targets, they, yes, you sight in your gun, you know, for season um, on targets, but it's not like, I don't know. I don't know how people go from hunting to 
to to Olympic style rifle. Like right. I haven't heard of somebody that that has made that jump. Like I don't know if it's introducing to somebody. Like just I don't know. Googling it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, my dad was at A and M, shot pistol, um, and I think one day he just Googled it. Just Googled scholarships, you know, and. Uh, found like, hey, there's scholarships in NCAA. How about we go towards that? Because I was kind of, you know, I was interested in a lot of sports. Shot, um, played basketball for six years, you know, like wasn't the best on the team, <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed it. I liked doing something. Mm -hmm. I liked being a part of a team. I liked, you know, staying active, staying busy. Um, and, but I just wasn't that great and that's okay. Um, but it was moving towards that age, the sophomore year of high school where it's like, well, decide if you're going to stay or not because you're really going to get serious now. And do you want to put in the time for it? It's like, but I don't think I'm that good, too. So we moved on and found shooting. And I um, I shot uh, Sporter for a while. So Sporter is what we shoot, but only air rifle with no equipment. So it's challenging uh -huh. gives you great basics so you know how the positions work what you do to yourself that affects the gun and how it goes so good to know but once i had done that for a little while dad found a match tcu was holding um the ncaa's so the championships and have they done it since no <laughs> but I went to that one, I stole the tickets to the NCAA wow. championships there, and he was like, do you want to do this? And he's like, it's a, it's a lot to invest in for guns, so air rifle, small war, and the suit that you have to pay, like it's about two grand. So wow. six grand for the small war, which is even more expensive now, two grand for the air rifle and two grand for the suit, right? That's, you gotta have a lot to get into it. Um, so it was one of those, like, if we're really going to do this, you're going to have to stay dedicated to what you're doing. It's like, okay, okay, I can do this. Um, it vibes well with my personality, a little bit of a perfectionist, you know, very detail-oriented, just routines, big, love routines, you know. <laughs> so it goes well with, you know, my characteristics. And so I started, we went to a vendor close to TCU and he has like off the shelf stuff. So like the step in between, you know, like we're not sporter, we have a suit, it's not fitted well, so it's not measured to your body um, and it's not as stiff, but it's a good in between, you know. So I got one of those, shot with that for a while and it's like, okay, she's doing well, let's just keep investing slowly. So that's kind of how I got started and into it all. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then you became, what, five-time All-American and were one of the best in the country. So. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about recruiting, because I think people are always interested. You, you ran down your team. Like, how do you go about finding and putting a team together? I mean, as, as I said earlier, like, it's everybody's from everywhere. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, we've got Norway, we've got California, we've got New Jersey. You know, um, it spans the whole nation. It really, like, it's really great if they're in a club. You know, but I I grew up as an independent shooter. Like before Texas had a well-defined program, well-defined clubs. You know, before there were like people you could pay to to coach you. You know, because that's now a thing, which I think that means you know our sport is coming up. But we'll get there. We're evolving. Um, but how I go about recruiting, 
you know, I have a lot of interest, you know, whether they find our questionnaire online, whether they follow us on Instagram, they can email me, um, you know, I can get ones that are already interested that way. Um, but I've gotten a few just out of match, go down the start list, watch them behind their point, watch their groups, watch, you know, like, what are they doing? How do they interact with their teammates? How do they interact with their coach? What about their parents? You know, like, what's everything happening around them and how are they, like, doing in that environment? And that kind of helps weed out some. Um, but really, after that, it's just, like, watching their trajectory, mm -hmm. right? So if they're slowly improving, are they really hitting that slope and coming up? Or are they just kind of, like, petering out, you know? Um, that looks different to every coach. Right. Um, so I can't tell you exactly. Uh -huh. It's kind of just like coach's intuition of like seeing how they're progressing, seeing like what they're doing. Is their equipment changing? Are they like learning something new? Because if you have a relationship and you've reached out over email, we can have um, an email relationship, right? So I can't necessarily like, um, not all recruits. So I think it's junior, junior, well, sophomore, they're rising juniors. Um, that summer, okay, they're rising yep, juniors, yep. that's when I can contact them. Mm -hmm. So it's right as soon as that hits, I send out the emails where hopefully I know their email and I know who they are and I've kind of watched them. So knowing that I need to make contact as soon as possible. Um, so if they haven't already contacted me, I make sure to contact them. Um, I'm still getting into it, still learning. You know, you learn stuff as you go. It's only my second year where I'm really in charge of this. So right. it's a learning curve. You know, I just made a coach's account on Instagram. Oh. So oh, where can they people follow you? <laughs> it's at uh, coach, my, uh, coach underscore miles underscore NED. So, okay. yes, nice. I post a lot about the team and our team scores, you know, whatever I'm doing just to connect. Like, because I used to use our official profile like the Nebraska rifle one but nobody knows that it's me you know <laughs> so I'll message a recruit and it doesn't get answered because they think it's the account uh -huh. not, you know so I went ahead and made my own account so one I can brag on my kids because they're amazing yeah. but also connect with others so Husker fans are amazing obviously and they love to sp support all sports so how do they come out and support you guys and they can come to home matches right and yeah. What are those like for fans? You can cheer or what do you yell if something good happens? <laughs> yes, so we are a special bunch of people. And, um, you know, once you're in, if you're in the range, so you'll know when you're in the range, um, there's a big heavy door that you go into. And that's not generally where we cheer. Like you have to be pretty quiet. There's uh -huh. music going, so that masks kind of like the loud noises. Um, but it's not something, woo, somebody did well. It's like, <laughs> Keep quiet. Like golf. Yeah, yeah. So even if somebody did well, it's kind of like a, a quiet clap, yeah, like golf, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but we have a viewing area outside of the range where people can go and look at TVs. So we have a monitor there set up to where you can see the, the match going on inside because it is a little cramped conditions inside the range. So if everybody's in there, it's a little little weird <laughs> just walking around each other but it gives them a great opportunity just to come and see like watch them and like oh that's the shot going off like mm -hmm. oh they're really changing a lot oh they're moving this and then once they get in position and they are shooting it's like oh they don't move at all it's like yeah it's a little boring but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> well I, I mentioned at the top and you broke down the team uh, just kind of getting the season underway, but expectations, how excited are you for the potential of this team? 
uh, what the uh, championships are in March, so you got a long season ahead of you. And I know yeah. Coach speaks probably one week at a time, one day at a time, right? But exactly. are you excited about what this team could potentially do this season? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned consistency. That's the one thing we absolutely need to achieve. The talent's there. We're going to be picking up points here and there. And hopefully, you know, as the time goes on, that's a steady increase. These scores are there. I really believe that we'll make NCAAs, but not only make it, but make a good show of it. You know, um, there are some teams like TCU, West Virginia, Kentucky that are just breaking records, really setting up the bar. And I want to get there, but I think that'd be asking a lot, right? But what I ask is to give me their true potential every day, right? And as much as they can from that, if you come off the line and you're like, coach, I did the absolute best I could, that's what I want. Um, and really that consistency, just a few points here and there, you know, like what's the min minimum I can expect from you and build from there, you know. Um, but they've really done a good job. I mean, personal, personal records have been set. Um, team has been, I mean, we broke the small war record last weekend. We broke the team record. Um, it's, we're on a good start. But the thing I actually said to them after that match was, you know, you gave me this and you, you set the bar, but now I know that it can be up here. <laughs> so that's what I want. Perfectionist <laughs> so, in you, right? Yes. But that's the thing. Like, it's there. Mm -hmm. It is there for them. And I want it for both of us. <laughs> so um, just I really ask that the consistency be there and just always be improving and hold yourself to a high standard, you know, and, and they all have it. They can all do it. Well, we'll look forward to following this team as the season really gets rolling. And, hey, follow Coach Miles on oh, yeah. Instagram and Twitter, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and Nebraska Rifle and all that good stuff. And you get some uh, fun things ahead and some talent on your team. So we'll look forward to it. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. And thanks for listening to this episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode.